0: Yeah, I, I'm just a dude from a trailer park trying to figure out the universe how deep you want to go 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 what is good everybody welcome to the basement I hope that you are doing as absolutely well as you can be doing given your current circumstances in life and I know that is true for me uh and That said, I'm in a good a good place, you know. Through some recent adversities, some recent downtimes, uh, from a from a religious standpoint, having a bit of a black sli- uh, backslide, as Christians call it, uh, that's just from being in a bad mental mental headspace. And you know, I just sat down and thought and stayed in my thoughts and got really really comfortable with being uncomfortable and attack just some of my my inner my inner monologue the ego you know some demons that maybe were eating at me and work through to get to a better place you know I think the last podcast I was in kind of coming up out of a, a dark place you know my version of dark these days might not be the same version you have as dark, But darkness is darkness nonetheless, and we need to shine light on these inner issues. Uh, and some of the things that helped me with that is just continuing to have good habits, continually forming good habits in my life. And I started that a long time ago. And I want to get, you know, I got some notes prepared today. I want to tighten it up, just, you know, give, give you some of my perspective on how I go about living my life, the actual... The, the software, yeah, kind of the software, the habits that I have formed and, and the, the four main ones, the, the things that I, I, I have done, am doing or trying to constantly do at a minimum do better, if not the best is optimize cognition, optimize my diet, optimize sleep, which is new for me and optimize hygiene. I think those are four very, and I might sound like kind of like no duh to at least maybe some of that, uh, but some people might not, you know, have had the uh, the enforcement of these throughout their life, and, and I know I definitely did not. I learned, you know, I learned a lot of things along the way, you know. So, but when I think of optimizing cognition, like some of the things I do, I put it on Facebook recently, like what are you doing to optimize cognition? You know, like I do offhand. Use. So like I'm, I'm weird. Like I do, I'm ambidextrous, but I'm, I'm right hand dominant. Like I write right-handed. I shoot a basketball right-handed. I shoot a pistol right-handed, but with my left eye, but, and then pretty much everything else I do left-handed or completely ambidextrous. Like I don't know which hand like I'm, I'm using, but with like, you know, writing, I write right-handed. So that's, and so that means I like I eat cereal or spaghetti or something with with my right hand. So I started doing offhand use. So I brush my teeth left handed, use my spoon and my fork left handed. Uh So that just gets the other side of the brain working. Like that's, you know, when I think of cognition, when I think of leaving a legacy, uh, being here for a very long time, as I establish that legacy, being an old man, I want to be able to to have my wits about me and like have full function as as much function of my body as I can. So when I think of, you know, the brain working either side of the brain using the offhand to do things, that's why I get that was a simple habit to to start going for. And like I do I do word searches. I love a good word search or like a kid's menu maze. <laughs> Some things uh people are not good at. Or that I'm not good at. That other people like to do, like crossword puzzles, regular puzzles, uh, Sudoku's. Just edit, that little stuff. Those are some of the answers I got on the, on the Facebook post. So I was like, yes, yeah, just optimize cognition, get your brain working, and read, 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 read. Like I've been a, the laziest reader my entire life until very recently. Very recently, couple of, not even a year and a half. Not even a couple years have I been regularly reading. And that came with regular uh, journaling. So like everywhere I go in my household, I have like when I wake up in the morning, when I go to bed at night, I have a Bible, the book that I'm, you know, the, I'm reading active, always actively reading the Bible. And then I'm always actively reading another book for leisure, leisure reading, uh, usually non nonfiction. I do not read a lot. I don't read any fiction. Um, And then third, my journal. So I keep two books, one of those books being the Bible and a journal with me at all times. So at night, it's on the nightstand. I either read and I read and or write before bed every night. And first thing when I wake up in the morning, I get up real early and grab that stack, head out of my room, I'm up well before my wife, Uh, head downstairs and kind of turn some lights on, maybe do a little bit of kitchen cleaning, but if that didn't get handled the night before, and then journal and or read, and then try to get in the hot tub. It's kind of how my mornings look. So that's kind of the optimized cognition and the habits within that. And then optimizing the diet, I think it's majorly, majorly overlooked, right? There's people... I guess I don't know. I, I presume the fitness industry hasn't really changed much. There's still diet fads. And uh, you can't... I don't think you can go on a diet. You can't just, oh, I'm on a diet right now. There's just your diet. I think I've said that before on the podcast. It's just what you eat. And at this point in our society, there's no excuses for not knowing what's good and what's bad. So I'm not going to get into specifics on diet. You know what's bullshit. You know, high sugar, high fructose corn syrup, seed oils, Uh, get healthier, cut out pop, cut out fast food right there off rip, cut out alcohol uh, as much as you can. I know a lot of people like to socially drink. It's very accepted in our society, but you are paying to... Poison yourself. You're choosing to poison yourself. Alcohol is a slow, it's a slow killer. And there's uh, Dr. Um, Andrew Huberman. He's got a podcast called The Huberman Lab, but he talks about uh, oftentimes more than two drinks per week. All right. You're not getting any benefit. Some people think, oh, yeah, you know, I drink a little wine, get the antioxidants. It's good for good for my blood flow. It's good for, you know, whatever. And maybe it'll help you with libido for a night, you know, potentially or lower some inhibitions, whatever you need to do with uh, with the alcohol. But I mean, really, it is a poison, really and truly. So too much alcohol. It's a long term. It's a long term issue. So watch how much you poison yourself you know, so, and uh, hydration, it goes in with that, with diet, drink lots of water, continually flush your system, have your cells, you know, nourished, right, just being hydrated, your skin, like, has a moisture about it, it'll keep you, keep you looking younger too, all right, so optimize cognition one, optimize diet two, another habit to get into optimizing sleep, now this is one that I have, just speaking of trying to Cut out alcohol, get to a point, I've lived a lifestyle up until very recently in which alcohol was a major, major contributor. And when I think about optimizing sleep, well, that means I need to heavily, heavily reduce and maybe even the vast majority of the time eliminate alcohol use because that really, really does have an impact on the quality of sleep that you can get. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. But optimizing sleep really has uh, a a brainwashing effect, right? So some of the things you can help with optimizing your sleep, have a solid bedtime in bed, same time, give or take, you know, 15, 20 minutes every single night. And if you can wake up like with your sleep cycles, like if you can get up in the morning without an alarm, like do it do it, do that. Like, I don't set an alarm. I haven't set an alarm in about two years. Maybe a year. No, it's been maybe a year and a half. So with the reading, so obviously like the last year and a half, two years, I've gone over a a major transition, like up to the end up to that point, I, I was probably probably had probably spent a decade of slowly reforming myself transforming myself, and then the last year and a half made some really large strides within the now 12-year period since I've been 25, I think since my brain fully formed, really set me off thinking differently about life. And like I said, longevity and leaving a legacy. So, and, and with that, recently I've implemented better sleep habits, a solid bedtime, waking without an alarm, getting up, you know, if, and that's if your lifestyle allows it, you know, you might, it might be something you feel you need, but if you can get off the alarm clock or wean yourself off the alarm clock, the only time I try to set an alarm. Uh, I heard this lady say this, too, the other day on a podcast, but she was like, I only set an alarm if, I set, if I'm getting on a plane. And I've gotten on a plane a couple of times since I've stopped using an alarm, and like that's, that was for me, too. So that, it made me laugh. And I, and I mentioned alcohol, but really it's all substances. Like after 12 p.m., like afternoon, you shouldn't have caffeine. Like right before bed, you shouldn't really, to my understanding, is not smoke or ingest THC. Right, you know, medical marijuana, recreational marijuana, wherever you may be, like it can hinder sleep, you know, when taken before bed. Alcohol for sure, and just other, other substances. And I heard somebody say to me recently, like they need to basically get blackout drunk every day to get a night's sleep, because if they don't do that, something happens in the night. Uh, And I won't get into anything uh, beyond that, but it's something that. Alcohol is not going to solve. Alcohol is a poison. Alcohol is going to kill you. So you can't sleep through the night without drinking alcohol. Maybe direct some of the money you're putting on alcohol into therapy. All right. So when I think of not impacting your budget, you know, in, in your lifestyles, just switch up the habit of where you're putting your money and where it could be because then that is because of your mind state shift of things that you want to focus on. So optimize cognition. One, when we're talking about forming new habits, all right, new lifestyles, you know, we're not, parts of us will never change, right, in our life. We're always going to be, you know, parts of us will always remain the same, but, you know, you don't have to be the same person you used to be. So to to do that, to make that start working for you, four habits that you can change, optimize your cognition, optimize your diet, optimize your sleep, and last, it's kind of obvious, but because it's so obvious it can be overlooked optimize hygiene all right the greatest wealth is health okay get get informed speak to a dietitian keep in mind your doctor the united states healthcare system a western healthcare system uh it, it's it's not set up based on any type of dietary needs your <laughs> I, w- I went back. I went back to, to, to diet. But that's true too. Dietary needs, higher di- di- dietitian, registered nutrition, speak to that type of individual. But uh, when I speak hygiene, the greatest wealth is health. Uh, get yourself healthy with diet. But uh, my, my further point on that was uh, health starts in the mouth. So when I think of hygiene, get your dental hygiene right. Brush your teeth twice per day, floss every single day. Day. And we think about new habits. Here's a life hack for you. After you're done brushing your teeth with your offhand, all right, you might as well just floss while you're flossing, get in the habit of stretching, right? So I do, when I'm brushing my teeth, every zone in my mouth, I do a different stretch and zone, just top and bottom, really. I mean, basically is what it is. So top is 30 seconds to a, you know, a minute of one stretch, do the bottom 30 seconds to a minute of another stretch. Then when I floss, I do another stretch while I'm flossing. So simple, simple habits to get into. And then just washing, washing yourself, washing your cracks, your butt crack, your nutsack in between your toes, armpits, right? In and out. That's, that's it. That's in in and out of shower, like, and wash your hands just regularly throughout the day. Obviously we just had a pandemic, like cleanliness, hygiene. So those were what I thought thought, you know, because I've spoke before on replacing bad habits with good habits. And and I didn't go any further than that. So that's, you know, kind of a quick glance, a quick overview at, you know, what you can specifically do to shift your state of mind. And it took me like to go with this, like you know, this has taken me years, years to get into optimizing these things, cognition, diet, sleep and hygiene. And some of them are new. And as I I gain more information and I'm able to process that, that knowledge, understand it, then apply it. You know, that's more wisdom I can have on optimizing more and more things. But I think that's a really good, a really good start. All right. And then as I was thinking about, that's all I have, that's all I have to say about that. And when I was thinking about the last podcast, though, I think I was in a really, really bad, a bad mental spot. And I got to, you know, blurry, blurry in my focus, blurry in my self-optimization. Uh, and I got, you know, a little bit overloaded emotionally. So when I think about my business at that time, you know, it was down and it is down. And I'm at an interesting point in my life, my professional life, right? Because I reached, uh, you know, an in, incapability to proceed in my profession, and that set me into a bad spot. So when I think about starting a company, having, you know, a certain set of milestones and goals to hit. I was hitting my one-year goals within six months. So I was feeling very good, very good about myself, very good about my company. I was thinking about expansion. Who should my first hire be? Should I hire a handyman or should I hire an office uh, worker, an administrative worker who could just take calls and schedule me and I could still go do the work? And just I got injured. Right. So as everything is going well, you know, financially things are well, I'm able to uh, think about expansion all right things things were going great and I get hurt begin and very very end of October okay kind of nursed that that was a neck injury nothing specific I'm just hurt right uh, I got just a genetic back issue didn't think it would impact me as much as it has I've had so I was an aircraft mechanic for a decade throughout my 20s. And then and since then, throughout my 30s, for, for the last, you know, seven, eight years, I've been working in an office, all right? So I underestimated what my body was able to, to accomplish when having a handyman company. All right, so neck injury hurts. Recoup that immediately after the neck injury. We roll into Thanksgiving, and then right after Thanksgiving, back injury Pinched pinch nerve in the back knocks me out pretty much The, the last week in November there And then it, to Christmas And then right after Christmas I picked up a, a nice little job I was able to recoup But that whole all Pretty much all in November And Most of December No income Right? Can't work I'm a handyman it's it's a it's a physical physical job, so that came it gave me it sent me into a dark spot. This back injury was very bad. Uh, the pinch nerve was very bad. Uh, no relief was able to be had. I could not sit, stand, or lay uh, without agonizing pain. Sitting caused the sensation of wanting to vomit. So I couldn't drive for days. Uh, and I just, you know, slowly did as much as I could to rehab it and just got to a point where it hit me. I could no longer do handiwork. All right. And it's like, well, I started this company. I put time, energy, resources, financial resources, like into this, you know, a lot of money, a lot of money. And with branding and marketing and a website, getting www.thetucsonhelper.com. Fuck with your boy. Uh, <clears throat> so it really got me dark, had me challenging my faith, had me challenging myself, had me challenging myself as a, a, a man, a husband, and a father. Like, man, I really thought life was going to be taking me into a different direction. But really, God re- said, "Nah, that's not going to work. You're gonna have to, gonna have to recalibrate." And that was had me challenging my faith because I believed I was following the path God laid out for me. But that's not quite, you know. That's that's my thought, my logic. You can't use man's logic when it comes to thinking of what God's going to do for you. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna kind of lean lean a little bit more heavy into faith on this one. Um, with, with that sentiment, because it, it sent me, it had me challenging thoughts. And, you know, it got, I was in a bad spot. I filed for Social Security disability, right? That's how, and I, and I, it's not processing at this time. It would have been a really bad time to attempt to be on disability. But in that moment of how low I was, I was trying to think of options to get my family, you know, situated for the next few months until, uh, what I ultimately have decided is to go back to college. So I'm going to, I'm not going to close my company, but I am going to shift the focus of it. I will not, I'm going to be more just kind of the little old lady helper, you know, when elders need help around the house, just doing things. I want to go help them with things rather than taking on large handyman projects. Cause I was doing, I was doing just hauling too much wood, drywall. It was not things that I really, really should have been getting into. But when I came to, you know, my capabilities falling, it led me back to think about capacity and capability. So when I think about business, starting a business, if you're thinking about business, starting a business, you have to, in order to move forward and progress, you need to have two things that are in line. One's capacity, one's capability. So that is the other thing I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about some new habits, and then I want to talk a little bit about entrepreneurial endeavors, uh, you know, so capacity and capability is what you need to to move forward. You know, in, in really anything. So when it, when I I boiled it down to my capacity, okay, can you know, do I have the the energy, you know, the capacity to sustain a business? So do I have I have family support? I had family security. I'm willing to work. I mean, I think that's a big one. A lot of people think. You can start a business because you don't want to work for somebody. Well, no, it's, you still work for somebody. You have to be your number one employee. So you have to be willing to run the company, but willing to work as well. And I was a sole, I am a sole proprietor of my company. So I'm, the willingness to work is there. If I like, I show up to people's houses and they're like, oh, don't, don't kill me, but I know we talked about this, but I'd like to do this as well. Yeah, absolutely. I want to do that so I can get paid more. Yeah, I'm going to, and I'm going to do it well. Right? And then like part of another when I think about entrepreneurship, uh, understanding marketing. So that, that that those are kind of the four things I brought uh, the capacity of which to do so my lifestyle could support it, right? I had the family support, the family security, the willingness to work and knowing how to market a company appropriately. So that was was, check. I can, I have the capacity, but now do I have the capability? All right. Well, first of all, what's the gig handyman. Okay. I have tools and there's very few tools I don't need. I need a truck and I can, or I have a truck and I can do a little bit of everything around the house. I know a lot. I'm a bricklayer son. I grew up on construction sites, hucking brick, my you know, my with my stepdad. My dad is a handyman. I learned a lot from watching him put it. We put on additions on him. Between my dad and my stepdad, I've basically built two houses. All right. A, apprenticed two house builds and then a lot of brickwork and just little things around the house that break. Like I was there helping hold a flashlight, hold tools, like, and then going into the Air Force as an aircraft mechanic, like I can fix anything. I got a black belt and mechanic. So just give me some time to learn what it is and I can, I can fix it. Like I understand how, you know, mechanically how things operate. So everything was all good. And I was able to, with those things, you know, the capacity and the capability. uh, One thing I will say, handyman company would get you a good pair of boots. You can be on your feet a lot. Uh, and get you, and you need to protect your feet if you're doing kind of a heavy lifting job and get you a good ladder, a good ladder, a nice ladder. That was my number one, my number one purchase for the company. The first thing I bought before I even got new drills was a new ladder, uh, a, a nice new tall ladder, reaches up 20, 22 feet plus, um, extendable, fits in the bed of my truck. It's fantastic. So I had the capacity, I had the capability. We got a company. We we got all this. And then my body broke down. Right? Oversight. The the wear and tear on an already worn frame destroyed. Now it doesn't matter what the capacity is. It doesn't matter how much you can. You are willing to work. Right? You don't have the capability. You don't have the ability. Your body is not able to do it. So that that set me... In a down, not a downward spiral, but put me in a downtrodden state of mind. Right to a point, I'm I'm questioning my faith. I'm questioning what the fuck I'm doing in life. I'm questioning, you know, what is happening. I'm questioning everything, and I'm already a contrarian by nature, and now I'm questioning even more than usual. Stop bumping the mic. So that, that, it sent me into a backslide, uh, as far as, you know, so in Christian terms, if you're not familiar, uh, you, you, you know, you go to church, you praise God, you repent for your sins, you know, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. You're a Christian living your day to day life. And then when you start falling out of that state of mind, that sentiment and you know that, those things are no longer true to you or you're questioning your beliefs in those things that's called a backslide. So I started to backslide and specifically if you listen to the last podcast, I got asphyxiated on like homosexuality in the Bible, like <clears throat> what is wrong with that? And it's deeper th- than that. And I'm not wanting to judge if it's right or wrong. I'm not even a, a homosexual to speak on, on that. Like I don't have that affliction on my soul, right? So I don't know what that's like to feel like that. It's not my fight, you know, equal rights for everybody. Absolutely. No no matter what in the eyes of society and the law, but that's not my moral obligation to fight that fight on behalf of, of anybody else. So I had to pull back my microscope on my Bible Right. And think about my sins, because anytime homosexuality is mentioned in the Bible, like it's in a big, long list of things. It's like just like a general sin. And we can have a different conversation, argue about translations, ancient translations, ancient, uh, more likely meanings of the word. Like I I I get it. I I get it. I got I got questions about the Bible. I'll be taking up you know <laughs> but uh, you know after after I leave uh, this realm of existence uh, when that time comes as well but I had but I pulled back and thought about my sins, right my unwellness, the things I need to address within myself and that really helped realign me, you know kind of uh, re- refreshed, washed my brain a little bit and helped me better be able to optimize my cognition because I was not thinking clearly or in a, in a positive way for my own mental health in that time. So I felt back, right? I had had to remind myself, right? I felt back on the goodness of God. I had to remind myself all the things God has shown me throughout my life. Uh, continually, continually things. I'm not going to even break down in this one, but there have been continuous signs, continuous wonders, uh, for coming up on four decades, right? Just uh, things that I can't deny, right? So I had to fall back and just remind myself of the situation that I'm in, the life that I've lived, the life that I'm living um, and really check, really check myself and get, you know, kind of reintroduce myself back to the word, like almost need a new baptism, like on myself. So that's, that's my notes. All right. So ultimately life is good. Praise God. And God willing, let life remain good and well. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling positive. So as far as the context of, of my company, I'm going to re realign it. I'm going to shift my website, shift my marketing and leave the company open. But I'm going to just have a very limited services available. I want to I want to work with as many snowbirds as possible. I got the snowbird package. Uh so if you're not familiar with that term, people come from cl- cold climates. They live there half the year and then they come down to Arizona or Florida or Texas or you know any of the sunbelt states. And for the for the winter, for the other half of the year. Some people come down for you know right after Christmas and stay right until it starts to heat up here in like April. Some people come for three, four months. Just depends how your life's set up. So with that, you need somebody to care for your house in that time you're away. Because where I live in Tucson, Arizona, we got a monsoon season, the ripping, ripping rains. All right, a big ripping rain comes through. You got a big leak in your house. You're not going to be back for for seven, eight months. So let's see, actually, when's monsoon season? Let's say... It's it's over the summer. So let's just say middle of the summer, June, July, you're not going to be here till January. Yeah, so you might have four, five, six months, yeah, a big old gaping leak in your roof, just sitting there drying and then causing mold because there's water trapped in places. So why not hire somebody for those months that you're gone to come check on your crib once a month? You get the upper package if you want to go twice a month. It's a reasonable rate uh, to do that. So I'm looking to exclusively kind of do that light yards. Cause part of my back condition, like I need to, uh, just continually be moving. So if I could get a yard that just, you know, just a little bit of yard made and trim some bushes, blow, blow some dead leaves out and maybe pull a few weeds like that's, uh, you know, some nice light work. So if I can just exclusively tailor the company to, to focus on those things as, you know, like just knock that out on Fridays, Saturdays, just have a couple of clients, some passive income uh, from a couple of clients to just take care of kind of more regularly like that. So that's going to be the, excuse me, that's going to be the shift and the focus for this company. I'm going to reactivate my real estate license. Cause I still got friends, uh, you know, around the country, they buy a house. I can get a little referral off that. So if any of my people out there Are listening, you know, holler at me. I'll get you connected with a local realtor. And if you are in my local area, I'll get you still. Even then, still, I'll get you connected with a local full-time realtor. uh, And then that realtor will take the best care of you as possible, based off the referral. And I end up getting paid too. So that's kind of how real estate uh, payments work. And then uh, I got a couple, you know, another another side company. I would like to think about entertaining. I'm not going to break into any details of that, but just real passive, low overhead, under $500, get the company up and going. Something that's not marketed, but something that can still help local companies uh, do things around town, uh, mainly uh Small small companies, not sole proprietorships, need uh, companies you know that got small teams and stuff that can help them out. I got a couple ideas with that. So and that would just be kind of a word of mouth thing. Jobs I can do, things I can help people out with over the weekends or on the nights, especially as as the kids get older, uh, and and schedule changes with that, I'll be able to do, boop slip away, do this little job for an hour, make a few hundred bucks uh, as more passive. Income that's not breaking my body down and then while I go to school for the next couple of years and uh, I'll be focusing on religious studies as well as education. There's some similarities in the degree and I mean ideally I would teach I'd like to teach at a private Christian school um, with the religious studies degree and then but you know that's not necessarily the, the easiest path that's those are difficult uh, jobs uh competitive jobs to uh to get so while i compete for for a position like that around town also have a teaching degree so i can just be in the school system be a teacher and that was my original military exit strategy to begin with so when it was you know you get up on 12 13 14 years of service you got to start planning for what you're going to be doing at retirement uh, and that's what I was doing. I was going to school to I was an education major in Minnesota. I was just okay, I'll get out of the military at twenty years and get into teaching, get into education. And it just didn't go it didn't go that way. You know, leaving the military, I don't know if I was sour, bitter. I I don't know what my sentiment was exactly what I was thinking or feeling at that time, a few years back, but it was I gotta go and I gotta go do something opposite of of whatever this is for now. And that, and the opposite of department of defense is entrepreneurship, right? So the opposite of working for the federal government, working for yourself. Uh, so I got into real estate, learned a lot about business and real estate, took all those, all that, uh, all that knowledge and understanding applied that to, uh, starting my own business, have a successful and profitable business. Uh, and I'm no longer able to, uh I'm no longer capable due to physical disability to continue on with that so we will get back on the regular track of helping society's youth through the education system um that is my true vocation and I wanted to get to that vocation through entrepreneurship that's not the path I'm redirected I'm recalibrated All right, so now I'm in a a better spot. I've come to a little bit more acceptance of the situation. My wife and I have hashed out a few things, gotten ourselves on on a better page. And we're excited for kind of the next chapter moving forward. Obviously, that brings about some family struggles, right? Some family conversations that need to be had. And we struggle together. We work through it together and we get to a better spot together right through love and respect all right and always keeping in mind you know your personal core values your family's core values (coughs) mission statements um but i'm gonna leave it with that i'm gonna go into kind of some family uh family specifics uh of the way we go about it you know just living life being there for our kids uh in another episode so i'm gonna get up out of here Everybody be cool. Check on a vet. And hug your loved ones. Chip.